this week's edition of the Fact Checker Podcast. Before we get into this week's check, we'll introduce the team. My name is Marissa Payne. I'm the Gazette's Cedar Rapids government reporter. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm the Gazette's healthcare reporter. And I'm Erin Jordan. I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter. You'll notice we're missing our fourth team member this week. John Steppy has moved over to the Hawkeye football beat, uh, where we, we wish him well. And, you know, he'll thrive there, but we'll miss him on the Fact Checker team. And especially for today's check, because uh, we have a business-related check, so it would have been great to have you know some business reporter perspective in there. So to get into this week's check, um, we're looking into a claim in Cedar Rapids' mayoral race uh, from candidate Tiffany O'Donnell. Um, so um, there was a forum a couple of weeks ago, uh, September 22nd, uh, hosted by a Cedar Rapids nonprofit um, called Nuvoco. Um, where candidates pitch their visions for strengthening the entrepreneurial ecosystem of uh, Cedar Rapids, which of course is Iowa's second largest city. Uh, so Women Lead Change Chief Executive Officer uh, Tiffany O'Donnell said she wanted to explore ways to recruit new businesses to the city. And she highlighted companies such as Collins Aerospace, Van Meter, um, and United Fire Group um, as companies that started here and continue to be successful and make us who we are today. And she said, we know that 80% of our growth in Cedar Rapids comes from existing businesses. And on the campaign trail, she's at times criticized the city's business growth climate, saying it has come to a halt in recent years. So she's really emphasized, um, you know, economic development in the city kind of on the campaign trail. So where exactly does that 80% figure come from? We reached out to her for sourcing and Tiffany pointed to the Cedar Rapids Metro Economic Alliance, which is a city organization that focuses on business support and retention as her source. So in August 2018, the organization reported that existing businesses can represent some of the largest growth opportunities. Statistically, 80% of a community's growth comes from existing business projects. So at that point in 2018, the Economic Alliance reported it had assisted four expansion projects with Freund Vector Corporation, Timberline Manufacturing, World Class Industries, and Van Meter. Those projects represented a total of uh, 110 new jobs and $32 million in capital investment. 17 more projects also were in the pipeline, representing businesses looking to build out an existing location, uh, create jobs within the current facility, or uh, build a second location in the area. And the Economic Alliance that year even changed the name of its core function of economic development to business retention and expansion to align with that focus on that growth. So many of these projects are you know, kind of in the industrial sector, which doesn't take into account things like new restaurants in town, nor does it include all of the residential development in Cedar Rapids, which comes from a mix of local and out-of-state developers. But since Tiffany uh, was referring to recruitment of new companies and growth support for existing businesses, uh, the fact checkers review uh, will focus on those projects. Um, so I spoke with uh, former Mayor Ron Corbett, who is the Economic Alliance's Vice President of Economic Development, uh, for some additional context about this figure. And uh, he said that approximately 80% figure has been pretty consistent for the last five years, uh, maybe increasing at times, depending on what projects are in the works. Some of the projects that he pointed to and sent me some additional um, like Economic Alliance reports for. There's Alliant Energy's Logistics Solutions subsidiary, Trevero, uh, recently completed the Logistics Park Cedar Rapids, which is a $26 million public warehouse and transload facility, uh, the region's largest, uh, technically located in Fairfax. Um, 
Food manufacturer General Mills this year is expanding the factory on Edgewood Road Southwest, which is a $57 million project, and that's an increase from an initial $37 million estimate. JRS Pharma, a pharmaceutical uh, excipient company, in 2020 announced a $15.9 million expansion project for a production facility, an associated tank farm on 41st Avenue Drive Southwest. In 2019, Fluid Power Products distributor Iowa Fluid Power pursued a $5.7 million expansion of its Blairs Ferry Road Northeast facility. And Van Meter, um, which is a distributor of electrical and energy products, in 2018 worked on a $4.7 million uh, 42,000 square foot addition to its warehouse and distribution center in Southwest Cedar Rapids. So that just names a few of the expansion projects to show kind of, um, you know, what's been happening in the last few years. There are other projects from companies including Fluidquip, DuPont, Ecolips, uh, Cargill, Great Western Bank, and more, uh, Ron Corbett told me. Um, so, you know, those are all companies that already have an existing presence in Cedar Rapids and look to expand. Um, and nationally, um, the, the most recent data I could immediately find um, from the Small Business Administration in 2012, um, a report from the SBA said about 60% of the private sector net new jobs are from existing establishments and about 40% from the churn of startups minus uh, closures in the last two decades. Uh, so even across the U.S., existing businesses are responsible for most growth. Um, so Cedar Rapids definitely is not unusual in that. Um, and then uh, Ron Corbett, you know, kind of pointed to the the smaller list of new businesses coming into town. Um, and he mentioned projects um, like a major city project um, for a 200,000 square foot classified uh, defense aerospace facility uh, worth over 170 million that's in the works for BAE Systems, which is an international aerospace and defense company. And then uh, California-based paint company Color Coat leased a 20,000 square foot building at 60th Avenue Southwest, um, which is a $400,000 investment in Cedar Rapids. Uh, so our conclusion, um, you know, while there is kind of a disconnect between uh, O'Donnell's overall campaign message that Cedar Rapids growth is grinding to a halt, um, and her acknowledgement that 80% of the city's growth comes from existing businesses ultimately is correct. You know, that they do contribute to most of Cedar Rapids growth and nationally that trend is not an anomaly. So I thought this was interesting because it kind of led me down the path of thinking about um, what, whether this is unusual and, you know, so I'm glad you had those national statistics about 60% of business growth coming from existing businesses because to me that seems natural you know these businesses already have employees in the area they know what the business you know they know the environment they may know how to get incentives for expansion um, that kind of thing it's a lot harder to convince a new company to kind of come into a, a market that is more uncertain um, you know Des Moines has brought in some tech, companies in terms of data centers, um, the, you know, Google and Microsoft. Um, and we haven't seen as much of that in Eastern Iowa, but I don't know that that's a bad thing. You know, I mean, like we don't necessarily want our cities in Des Moines to compete with each other for the same types of um, industries, but that, I don't know if that's the type of 
business O'Donnell is speaking to. I don't know, Marissa, on the um, covering this election, has she talked to the type of businesses that she thinks we should be, you know, Cedar Rapids should be recruiting? Um, not that I can recall immediately. I think she's just kind of promoted, a, you know, open for business pro growth climate. Um, and she's kind of leveraged a lot of her connections with area business leaders and within the economic alliance to, um, you know, pro promote her uh, business friendly image. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the check is solid. I, I you know, everyone's confirmed 80% for the city and um, it's it's very close to the national. I mean, it's more than the national average. And I guess that's for, you know, the for um, voters to decide whether they think that is, um, you know, they want a, a larger percentage of the economic growth to come from new business or not, you know. But um, I, I think that you've done a good job exploring that and um, in, in documenting that it's accurate. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like that 80% number was verified by the Economic Alliance. Um, I'm interested in what calculation that they came up with to come up with that 80% number, but it's solid. They, they supported it. Um, I, I did like how you kind of pointed out, because this was a, a thought that I had kind of reading your introduction, that there was somewhat of a disconnect with uh, Tiffany O'Donnell's overall campaign message that Cedar Rapids growth has come to a halt, but yet, you know, Ron Corbett really kind of lays out nicely all of these expansion projects that have happened over the past five years. Um, it, it sounds like she was talking just more about bringing in new businesses, right? And bringing in that, like, it, and it sounds like her goal is really to bring in those kind of large corporations, like, um, you know, Alliant Energy or Van Meter, those kind of big powerhouses rather than sort of the smaller or medium-sized business. Yeah, because like the Economic Alliance, you know, they're not really tracking like your mom and pop store uh, down the street, you know, does those like larger expansion projects. And I'm also kind of interested in just kind of the where Cedar Rapids will trend in the future. Um, they focused a lot on like Southwest quadrant uh, growth. I mean, there's things going on in all quadrants of the city, but that's a very unique spot for the city because there's the airport there and um, rail access, highway access. Um, so there's been growth in like the logistics industry and and um, warehousing. So as they see that growth, you know, will that become, will that make Cedar Rapids a more enticing spot for some of these larger companies to locate you know it's kind of early remains to be seen yet um but i mean fedex is coming here and they already have somewhat of a cedar rapids presence so that's not entirely new but um there's a, a project too to expand their presence and footprint in cedar rapids that's interesting yeah no i think this is a, a solid check i think you did a really good job with it marissa well and just one other point too um you know I don't think you want to discount the small to medium company size companies that locate in a community because they could grow and develop and become the next, you know, Collins, you know, or the next uh, Ecolypse or, or whatever, you know, I mean, Ecolypse did sm start pretty small, right. you know, and I think, um, you know, that, that is uh, important too. We don't, it's not just like uh you know, the Googles of the world. So I think this is an interesting check in terms of the issues that it raises and it further provides further context for what is a very interesting mayoral race. Yeah, certainly.
So are we okay with an A? I'm okay with an A. I think that, like I, like I said, I think this is a really solid check. So I, I think this supports an A. I agree. Cool. Well, for, see, we had a check in the hopper for next week. Now there were a couple options. Yeah, I'm just pulling those up right here. I should have had that um, ready to go. But I think the ones that we were looking at, there was um, there was a tweet by Chuck Grassley, and there also was an ad by Tax March, which is we've done we've checked an ad by Tax March before. Um, think they're trying to they're an advocacy group that is looking to um, I think kind of in, ensure that the wealthier folks are paying more in taxes. I think that's their their bent. Um, this ad is very similar to a national, um, it, it's an ad that's airing across the country that is talking about just about um, billionaires and their tax breaks or the, the amount that their income grew during the COVID pandemic and um, kind of saying, don't, you know, don't give them any tax breaks or really let's try to um, keep it is in support of the Democrats proposal that would increase taxes on that income group. So it, it mentions Marionette Miller Meeks, uh, the Republican representing Iowa's second district, but it's not really keying in on any vote she's made. It, it just makes the point of like, Hey, um, call her up and tell her to support this. So it's a national ad, but since it is airing in Iowa, it would fit our criteria. I don't know what you guys think, if you think that's a good one to pursue. Yeah, I would think that would be an interesting one to pursue. Um, I mean, it's a it's a topic that I think we've touched on maybe slightly before, but um, I think it's I, this particular claim I think is worth looking into. Um, and I I think I said this too when we were talking about this. I'm, I'm sort of interested in what the Marionette Miller media is this. Um, I think that could be something worth looking into. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's, in terms of our normal protocol, like reaching out to her and be like, how do you plan to vote? I mean, that doesn't seem like the role of our check in this case, because she's not the one who's making these claims. Um, but it, it, that's obviously what the ad is trying to get people to do is uh, to apply pressure to elected officials. Um, but if we're good with that, I will, I will pursue that, um, for next week. Yeah. Well, that is all for this week's fact checker. Our fact checkers are edited by Craig Jamolis. Our podcasts are produced by Stephen Colbert and our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. I'm Marissa Payne. I'm Michaela Ram. And I'm Erin Jordan. And we will fact check you later.
Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.